Uh, we're here to welcome Andrew Rosama today, who is the department head at Grand Rapids Community College, the Computer Information Systems Department, um, and an assistant professor, and the director of the Grand Rapids Community College for Cybersecurity Studies. That's really close. Yeah, that there you really go. Close. Okay. Um, so he's led GRCC's efforts to earn an NSA DHS Center of Academic Excellence into your education. Um, he has over 20 years in various IT security and managerial roles in industry and now focuses on educating um, in IT and cybersecurity and doing professionals there. And so he is here to speak to us today. Let's give him a welcome and I will turn it over to him. I, I feel moderately welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what Dr. Garman forgot to mention is like I'm also actually technically actually a student, student in, in this class. So, sign so I am gonna let's see, Rosama. That's me. Cool. Um, where's your next um, closest? Is Ivy Tech kind of the closest community college to here? There we go. Sound good? Is Ivy Tech probably the closest community? Got a little bit north of here. All right. Anybody? Anybody start their path at a community college and find their way here? All direct to four years. Everybody. Wow. All right, here's me. Um, does anybody play grown-up Facebook? Do you? So you have, you have a LinkedIn account? That's one. Anybody else? All right, if you want to connect, there I am. Uh, if you want to email me, there I am. Do you know why sometimes professors are really sticky about being called professors by their students? It usually means they don't have a PhD, so you can't call them doctor, and they're, they're a little, their feels are a little hurt by that. But uh, that's my email if you want to reach out. And this, uh, if you want any of the slides, I'll blow through a bunch of like screen caps and links and stuff. If you're interested in any of the links, they will be on that um, site. So if you're the kind of person who takes pictures of slides, you only need to take a picture of that one and you're done. How about that dorky tie, huh? Pretty good. So my primary job is doing this, I think. Um, who is that person? You. It is, but who is the mask? <laughs> Nobody knows the name of the school unofficial official? Oh, we actually, this is like the only place where I can ask that and get an answer. The rest of the world just goes, that's some creepy dude in a hard hat. But like, this is, this is the majority of my job. And I, I wanna talk to you guys about the kind of networking that you do, um, certainly uh, to some extent in academia, although it is my second home, so I'm not quite as familiar with how networking pays off in the cutthroat, publish or perish world that is higher education. But, um, it certainly pays off in the, the real world. And I like to tell these stories through people like you. So these, let me introduce you to these five persons. They are uh, pretty cool. And you can tell that because one of them has a Monty Python shirt on. But I wanted to talk to you about how uh, they used tools like the, the grown-up Facebook. And uh, what's the, um, the grown-up Discord? Uh, is anybody using that? Is there a student group for Sirius that, that uses Slack? If not, why not? Somebody, some enterprising young student leadership person might want to take that on. But anyway, let me tell you a little bit about these guys. That picture was taken at a Capture the Flag event. Do you guys familiar with these, these capturings of the flags? Yeah? Done some? Are we doing one right now? Too many. All right. That's actually a good thing. 
There, is there a Purdue official CTO? Yes. All right, I, need, I might need to find out about that. Uh, this is us and Ferris State and Davenport University and KCTC, and that was before the break and this was after the break. This was something put on by our friends at Spectrum Health. They're the local um, health, uh, they're, they're like the biggest IT employer in West Michigan, all the hospitals. This tardy will be going down on your permanent record. I know, I can read it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's the guys at, that's, uh, how, how, how good are you guys? Uh, we were ninth or 11th nationally. In? So far in CTI time. Okay. Ninth or 11th. Yeah, One of those two numbers. We're, we're constantly going back and forth around there. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so uh, does, can anybody tell me where this comes from? And Pro tip, I, I took it off a screenshot of a website, so it should be pretty easy to figure out. Anybody ever heard that phrase before? To begin with the end in mind? Are there any like productivity nuts in the house? Did your parents have those like big fat binders that they would unzip and they'd have their contacts and their daily schedule in? That's the Franklin Covey thing. Um, they, had, they had like this productivity solution and, and I really buy into at least this part that like when you start doing a thing, you should, you should begin with the end of the thing you're doing in mind. So um, who here is not in college to get a job? Nobody? Nobody is here because of the character enhancing power of a good, diverse educational experience, the, the liberal arts thing, you will live a better life as a better, nobody? There we go, okay. You're busted. All right, well then you can skip the rest of this part because if you don't care about getting a job, this won't help much. <laughs> but who's seen this before? The cyber security supply and demand heat map. You might notice that there are a total of 2,200 unfilled positions. But that's in the state of Indiana, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but like not the world's, not like the world's hottest hotbed of cybersecurity outside of this campus. Still pretty good. They have this cool interactive map. Again, the links are in the press if you're curious. That'll tell you what's going on in my home state. We've got about 68 unfilled, 6,800 unfilled positions in the cybers right this minute. You get towards the little states on the edge of the coast, those numbers get way higher. So is everybody here intending to graduate in some sort of cybersecurity discipline? And if not, what are you doing here? Because I'm actually pretty curious about the answer to that question. Everybody, pretty much? All right, and how many of you have lined up that first job? One, two, maybe. Same guys who are just here for the enriching cultural experience. That's, there you go. <laughs> but it, uh, it's got a nice little outline of like how you get from point A to point B if your goal is to be, you know, uh, Joe Pentester, the paths that will get you there. And the salaries. And um, we'll touch on just this just a little bit, but the uh, types of skills and certifications that those careers want you to have. So that's the heat map, that's the career pathway. So who's the, who's the CS people in the house? Like straight up computer science, 
And then do we get people from the, the sort of polytechnic IT, yeah, like, uh, like uh, sometimes infrastructure, we haven't really figured out what we're gonna call all that, but don't like calculus, basically, people. I think that's the, that's the bright dividing line right there. Don't worry, spaps, make me take calculus again at 40 something, that's super fun. So that is my big kid, um, my big kid Facebook page. And by big kid Facebook, I'm just, I mean LinkedIn. And this is the kind of network I'm talking about. Like it, you probably understand bits and bytes and packets and all that fun stuff and various protocol data units, depending on which layer of the OSI model we are currently discussing, all that fun stuff. But like knowing people, it turns out is super handy because people will want to sing your praises. And like, I want to sing this guy's praises. That guy, not, not the dude over there, that's the college president and that sort of douchey looking guy with the glasses, that's me. <laughs> but that dude in the middle, he won GRCC last year. He, uh, he was, um, do you guys, so you guys have a lot of like Greekness on this campus. Do you do a Delta Phi Alpha? It's the top something percent of the college. It's basically the people who score four points um, through all their classes. We do uh, a special honor for that. That's Dan Cruzen, our Delta Phi Alpha uh, graduate of the year. And uh, the way they break the tie, the way they decide who's the like, toppest of all the top students is who took the most credits. One of the things you can do at a two-year college is transfer to a four-year college. And Dan was in the process of transferring from our pre-information security program to one of our four-year partners security programs. So he'd taken uh, like 60 credits, you're a sophomore. He's like up to 90-ish. So, and he held a four point the whole time. So he crushed it. So I'm proud. He was, that's the program. And that's him now. And even with that death metal haircut, he is still gainfully employed at the socket um, US Signal, who's kind of one of our uh, West Michigan's big cloud providers. Um, seem like the kind of entry level job you might be interested in working in the security operations center somewhere. Although the CS people are going to be doing research on better cryptographic protocols at Intel. But yeah, he, an amazing, an amazing young man. So I bet you guys have this part figured out. I, might, I thought about just ditching this from the slide deck altogether because everybody sort of figured out where they're going to go to school at this point. Are we sure? All right, good. Whew. I was worried because if I scared somebody off in the middle of this class, they'd never let me live it down. How, just out of curiosity, how'd you figure out how to pay for all that? Just, just don't, nobody has to tell me like out loud, but just quickly make eye contact and just nod at me. Full rides. He's got that full ride going on. Fulbright. One of the guys in my, my cohort's a Fulbright scholar. Rich parents. Loaded, that's, that, I would have loved to have done that, like if I had that option, that's where I would have went. Athletic scholarship? You were a lax bro, right? That's what they call that. And your classes are just like this, right? People in ski masks with, with like shades and gloves explaining how to set up the bomb. No? Is it? Black hoodies or a matrix text with a lock in front of it? It's the best way to do it. But um, why Purdue? What brought you guys here? <laughs> Honesty is a fine quality. I got in. 
Yeah, you didn't shop around a little bit? Think about it. Oh, yeah. He said that the, um, this is what you have to do everywhere else. He said that uh, Purdue had a great cybersecurity major. That's a good question, too. So I'm old enough that, like, cybersecurity was sort of like we didn't want to call it that because that was sort of funds and games. Um, what do we think? Information security or cybersecurity? What are we doing now? Information security, hands? Man, one, cybersecurity? You guys are not exactly an interactive crowd just yet. So vote, which one do you prefer? Information there was, security? There, was, there used to be a lot of hate towards the word cyber, and now I think it's being, I, I think it's being this might be a generational divide. appreciated, almost in like the ironic sense, but well, I, like, I think people will wear it on their sleeve positively, like as when long I say as they don't the have to cybers. read it 3,000 times in a paper. <laughs> right? All right. I'm hearing a lot of, uh, uh, not. But, but their degree is called cybersecurity now. And um, Grand Valley State University up in my neck of the woods, one of our large four-year transfer partners, just launched a program with that same name. So, like, I'm torn. Do I change that pre-information security program to a pre-cybersecurity program? It, it's tough. So if you had wager options, you might have considered the fact that this is a center of academic excellence. Do you guys know that? When you were looking at the NSA stuff, who's hiring people and why? I was, this is not a humble brag, this is like a straight up brag. I was, um, when I got out of BU, I, I didn't think I was gonna be a teacher, turned out I was gonna be a teacher. I, one of the things that brought me to Boston University when I was looking for a school was that they were a CAE. One of the things that brought me to my undergrad, they were a CAE. You know, the NSA and the CNSS said, the things these people are doing is the right things. So, that's their website. I've been to four of the schools on that list. I need to grow up and get a real job. But GRCC's on that list, and uh, that was enough to get Elliot there. If you remember the dude rocking the, um, the, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail shirt, in, uh, into a security analyst position. That pre-degree, two years. Has any, have you guys had problems with your classmates disappearing because they go into industry and don't finish their degrees? Have you seen that yet? grad students. We don't keep the grad students around. Not going nowhere. Staying right here. Yeah. So there you are. And uh, Ivy Tech, your school to the north even, has, has gone through that. And I now like mentor people through the process of doing that. And it's work. They want to know all of the ins and outs of your curriculum. So you should be proud of your institution. And even if you don't like the name of the cybersecurity curriculum, they're still probably getting it done over there. That just creeps me out. Are you guys okay with this? <laughs> no? So this guy, admittedly, he went to a, he was yet another one of those dudes. He went to a different Big Ten school that involved Spartacus. Um, but had, had graduated, had his BAS in a humanities-related discipline involving sales and came back to us and did that little bitty program. So there's like a lot of pathways that open up uh, based on your education. And I wanna show you like the best pathway you guys have available to you. 
Do you guys read your email? My students don't, so I assume that you do not either. You do? Have you seen emails about this? And do you, who's the team? Who's the squad? So I got these three guys over here. Maybe. It's, uh, what do you got? You got like a couple of hours before the first one starts? How about this one? Who's, like, I wish I could spend a weekend CTFing with the nice people from Trace Fire. Is this the, oh, we should have signed up for that look that I just saw there? Are we going to do this one with the, uh, not as a team, not as a team, not as a team as individuals? A lot of binary exploitation. Reverse engineering binary exploitation. Yeah, yep, that stuff. So yeah. a lot of Ida, a lot of. Uh, are we playing with the the Ghidra? Yeah. From the NSA. Funzies. Funzies. And so, are we doing this one? Another thing that came across my desk. That's because of this one guy? that Ron and I at least were considering. Oh, that's hack in. Yeah. Yeah. That was something that was thrown about as an idea. So is this too like low level for you guys? The NCL the National Cyber League. If you're not a, um, if you're not like a, a, like elite level binary hacker and you wanna start someplace that's got a nice soft start to it, one of the things that Cyber League does that it doesn't sound like Hackin is gonna do for you is figure out where sort of you are on that continuum and gauge and uh, aim problems at you that are like at your skill level. So if you're just starting out, if you've just played around a little bit, they have a, um, a preseason that's like a gym. You know, they'll give you like PCAPs and have you try and figure out what's in them. They'll give you, um, you know, test SQL injection kind of things, uh, that sort of stuff. And, and sort of work you up into, I don't think they're going to teach you how to use IDRA, uh, IDRA and Ghidra, but, but they will work you into it. You got, Purdue had a team at some point. I've seen them. Is there one running now? Not you guys. I, I know people. I know people that were interested and did that in high school, and then kind of came in and then joined like different CTF teams here. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if we have an official team for. How many uh, CTF teams are here? I mean, there's one in CIT <clears throat> that's run by Professor Hands, mm -hmm. um, and she only does some like one or two bigger events. Uh, the button's on. Yeah. Okay. No, no <laughs> And I, I think they do, they do some travel um, to some events, um, but it's, it's mainly digital forensics focused um, and a bit of recon. Gotcha, memory analysis. That and then, yeah, and then we have one, um, which is our team, Boilers, with a zero and a one instead of an O and an oh, I. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very elite. Does, do you guys put on a CCDN? Uh, yeah, wait, you guys are CCDC. Is, Michigan's the only state that decided we would call it CCDN. Yeah. So Purdue's CCDC team is a separate thing. Club. We're just straight red team, bro. So we don't mess around with do. that defensive stuff. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. And then, like, does uh, anybody in the grad school? Just me. So... You will see these kind of things come across your plate and be like, man, I'm not even taking a swing at that bad boy. <laughs> I got to figure out what I want to research first. So let us discuss networking, shall we? Not the PCAP stuff, 
but this, what's, what do we see going on here between these two slides? Does anything jump out at you? Other than how happy Chris is in this picture? What about their um, employment? So Quinn got himself a job. I don't, he like flies around in jets and stuff and does work for these people. Like private jets fly him places. It's nuts. Um, and was on that squad with Chris. And when Chris needed a gig, he called up and said, hey, is there a level one position? Is there an opening over there for me? So when you get out into the real world and they're like, hey, the NSA needs another red team member, like, hey, bro, I got you. So that's sort of the power of this thing I'm talking about, about building these networks and building these connections. And I want to talk about where you can do that. Down here, it's tough. What's the um, app that the young people use to meet up and do things? Have you ever used that? Not, not the one with the swipings, not that one. Oh. <laughs> I think it's literally called Meetup. Oh, that one, that one, you. Mine's right in the gutter. So, um, so I didn't find a lot of stuff going on directly in town, but this is one of the things that, um, so is any, you guys know what a, you're about to be impressed, do you know what a CISSP means? Oh yeah. So back when I decided I wanted to like veer into the cybers, I went out and uh, did some grad work, but I also needed a certification I could show to somebody so I could go get a job doing cybery stuff. Um, so I went and got a CISSP. And when I need, one of the things they need for that certification is to jump you into the gang of CISSPs. So they um, require somebody to, to sign off and say that yes, indeed, this person has been um, doing cybersecurity or one of the, what at the time was 10 domains, what is now eight domains of, of cybersecurity work. This is where I went when I needed somebody who could just be my friend and sign on the dotted line and say that yes, yes, that was a thing. And this was the last meetup um, that this GERSEC, GRSEC group did. We were, we were a bunch of old men is what it comes down to at this point. Um, that last meetup was next door to a television studio. I called in some favors and we got to hang out it was also near Christmas time, so to explain the satanic jumpsuit. We also have, um, these are the youngsters who took over that club, and they use the, um, the grown-up Discord. And so I assume there are, it, it must be a completely different thing when you're all in the same physical proximate area to one another than to have to orchestrate these things over Discord. And that's pretty awesome. That is an amazing opportunity. So we have this group now come down to my school. That's our maker lab. Anybody want to hazard a guess as to what those devices are? 3D printing. Close. Close. They, they are related to the 3D printing process. What do you figure we paid for those? Wild guess. 20000 maybe five grand a piece for those, those crazy things. Those are actually like probably $20 worth of parts. Those are the things they make in the maker's lab. They're not actually the tools for the maker's lab. One of the assignments for that um, group was to make, um, you, know that, you know when you get your teeth filled and they put the blue light in your mouth and it hardens up? That curing process, they, we've got a 3D printer that does that and does that. So that's where those guys meet up now and hang out. 
we have a thing on our campus that you guys might not have here. So on Tuesday, on second Tuesdays, they do the, the Tech Talk meetup thing. On the fourth Tuesdays, they do a social. Do you guys have one of these? This is the uh, culinary school that is underneath my office where they have their own brewery. And despite my best efforts, I have yet to get them to run a tap up into my office so that I don't have to go downstairs. But it's pretty awesome. And it's a, it's a cool way to connect. And in West Michigan, Grand Rapids is Beer City, USA. It's just, it's ridiculous up there. So of course, the college has to have a brewery up there. But more seriously, have uh, you, you ever, guys ever been to like an ISSA meeting, chapter meeting? The Information and System Security Association? Another cool place to meet folks who are like-minded. Um, in like the, in the, the, the short little abstract for this talk, I said somebody who would understand what it meant if like, I found out that my like MSSP was DLS or something. Like you will find when you leave this tightly knit group where like people who understand what those letters mean and go out into the real world, you may really need to find another human being you can have that conversation with who might not be a colleague and get it done. So involvement in these kind of groups like the ISSA Super important. This is where my friend Jim King came along, who is, as his bio reads, a engineer consultant, OS int ninja, webmaster, cybersecurity guru, cutter of proverbial Gordon knots. He's also responsible for the ISSA Grand Rapids website. Does anybody know what's wrong with this picture? I've been trolling him about this. Yeah. Yeah, it's overrated. Nerd. But there is one of these up here, probably within driving distance, that might be worth a trip. Northeast Indiana, Central Indiana, if you guys have plans on sticking around. Um, if you have sites set on higher uh, numbered markets, there's a beautiful one over in Chicago, where once upon a time I was employed. Beautiful city. And within driving distance of you guys. How about the ISC squared? You guys ever heard of those guys before? If you've heard of the CISSP thing, the ISC squared are the guys who make the, the CISSP. And it's, it's one of those cute mathronyms. I just invented that word, by the way, right this second. <laughs> but where you take I-I-S-S-C-C and get parentheses raised to the second. Anyway, so the ISC squared is another one of those organizations. Uh, the one up in Michigan, uh, if you guys want to swing up, has a meeting, but they also have a Chicago chapter. Little, little less exciting down here in corn country. Skosh, but Chicago's close. Another reason, now I know everybody's either said full ride athletic scholarship, rich parents. What else do we have? Uh, nobody went the crippling, horrible, long-term debt route. That really seems to be popular, nice move. Nobody? Good move. Uh, if you, for whatever reason, wanted free money, those guys do provide um, uh, educational scholarships for members and uh, families of their members. And I did not know that until I was refreshing this slide deck and I saw this guy post on Grown Up Facebook that uh, they were giving theirs away. So now I 
like reached out and said, hey man, how do we do that? And so our Grand Rapids chapter is now working on having one of those, um, those very lucrative opportunities for uh, a West Michigan student. So assuming, you know, you don't have school paid for, not a bad way to do it. And a nice example of what it is I'm talking about here. Anybody been to uh, or heard of ISACA? I'm not a huge, like this is out, a little bit out of my wheelhouse, but I wanted to, to just put them on your radar simply because of what it is they do for their events. Like lots of these groups, they get together, they get a vendor to come in and pitch you their product. They have somebody talk about something cybery like this and then, or probably more cybery than this really. This isn't a particularly cybery talk. Um, although if you take the whole like human interface to cyber, I guess it is kind of a cyber talk. They're going on a riverboat cruise. Like they're sitting around in a, in a like, usually it's some businesses conference room. You know, we do a lot of them at uh, one of the other colleges in town, one of, a big room like this. But these guys take you out, have an event, have an evening of it. And then others, uh, so over in the Polytechnic, do they do, um, NETACAD, Cisco Networking Academy stuff makes CCNAs and CCNPs and CCIEs and that kind of stuff. And the, the, I'm sure there is a Indiana um, Cisco users group out there that needs friends. They, um, they actually keep their stuff together. They're using a valid certificate so I can't make fun of them, which was nice. And you will find when you get out there, many organizations like the West Michigan Cybersecurity Consortium, they put on a pretty regular, um, they call it a purple team event, but it is red teamers versus blue teamers, and sometimes uh, mixed squads. I destroyed those guys one year. And there's a new one on the scene called the Cloud Security Alliance. They're sort of uh, related to the um, ISC squared. They partner with them a lot. Is anybody using the clouds for their schoolwork slash research? Slash, I imagine so, probably. What is a cloud, anyway? Something made of vapor. <laughs> Something made of vapor. It's what those vapey guys are blowing out. <laughs> They're all dying now. <laughs> it's not funny. It's sad. Uh, no, it's a server in somebody else's rack. That's what I always thought it was. They'll be down there at the, the uh, CSA Congress. If you've got time, you can register by the 27th. You can get a trip to Florida out of the deal, too. Or Berlin. Nach Berlin. And there's bunches of them. Uh, anybody, like, managery track, kind of, might consider the Project Management Institute. Um, there are technology associations. Uh, sometimes cybers and auditing mesh together in this, um, you know, for the, for the compliance type folks. Anybody in InfraGuard? You should, might want to have these guys on your radar. They have a national, um, a national organization that is partnered with the FBI. So anybody else thinking about a three-letter agency as their future employer? Nobody? Good move. No. <laughs> we need people. People. Uh, but this is, a, this is a, a partnership between the FBI and industries that are critical to the FBI. And a free perk that comes along with doing this is that they will start your background check process. So if you're thinking about three-letter agency in the future, you would, like, 
the last conference I was at, they were telling me it's like a two to three year wait to get a clearance. Right? Well, sometimes <laughs> I've got a guy who um, does um, basically fancy Splunk rules who um, is in one of these groups, and they, they've waived him for now. But they still haven't like sent the FBI out to talk to his mom and stuff, which is what a full security clearance usually winds up doing for you. So those are organizations you might want to look into. And then once you're out there, who's going to come back, get a master's degree from Purdue, get a PhD, take off? No? Four years and out? You guys don't love this wonderful experience? You're 42 years old, you're not going to come back and refresh your calculus? <laughs> Such a fun way to spend your nights. Um, this is a pretty famous quote. I like this quote. What if they... This is the, the anonymous, you see it misattributed to a lot of people, but this is sort of the CEO to the HR person, right? So we get you out there into the workforce, and we, what if they don't give you training, you know? You wind up with some incompetent who doesn't know how to do things. You will find organizations like our Cyber Hub that we've got up in West Michigan. Um, it's a community-based, we put on events there, so red team, blue team kind of things. Um, the Merit Company is, are you guys on, do you happen to know enough about your infrastructure? If you, if Purdue's on Merit's Internet 2 backbone? I'm not sure. Gotcha. These guys provide, uh, from Ann Arbor, there's a school there, um, to, to like the, the coast. That's how, if anybody from Michigan, just me, we have a map built in where we can describe our state right here. But they, they provide all the bandwidth, and they provide one of these cyber hubs. I feel like this has become um, sort of table stakes for cybersecurity education. They provide like ranges and a whole simulated town with a, um, they're sort of like the big claim to fame was that it had a bunch of like real pivoting opportunities, and it also had um, a bunch of SCADA stuff. So like you can break the town's water system, and you can blow up their electrical grid and stuff. So it makes for a fun, um, event. That's that, that purple team thing I was telling you about. I was going to go, but I'm a college teacher and it was summertime, so I had to work. But the next one's coming up, and if uh, you guys are that bala, you know, July's a long ways off. If you're still in the Midwest at that point, if you're not sitting in, you know, some basement in D.C., uh, a, a entertaining time had by all. The last year, I got in, I got the um, the like boss types asked me to be their ringer, to so like I got to sit in the room with like the CISOs of all of the local businesses and show them how to metasploit. It was kind of fun. And actually, there was this guy sitting next to me, and he's like, he's 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 getting all the stuff. The, the like the step one in it is this. Um, you had to do some kind of of. Uh, command injection thing, you escalated by finding a cron job that was running with the wrong privileges. And like, so I set him up with all that stuff and he's, we did it to all the contenders. We also kind of hacked the game because we said, um, they gave everybody the same credentials to start with. And you were, you know, team one, player one, team two, player two, team three. Well, there were 10 teams and only eight of them showed up. So we were also team eight, nine, and 10, which they didn't like and they talked to us about playing by the rules. But a fun event, a fun event, you guys should check it out. There's also this kind of stuff once you're out into industry. Anybody pursued a cert yet? You guys are gonna be like, that's CEH, that's garbage, man. You want the OSCP? That's the only real one. What? 
Say that again louder. Oh, I didn't really say anything. You did but, too. And I was just <laughs> murmuring about certs. What is our opinion of certifications? Oh, which one's the good one? Uh, I feel like in my position, I want to do more offensive security stuff. So I feel like I have to get like an OSCP and then I'm kind of seeing what happens from there. Gotcha. Everyone's got their list of certs that they're planning to look at or take, but I feel like that's changing on a daily basis. I, I think you're not wrong. Can I give you my one piece of small sage advice about certifications? Do you know which certification you want to have? No. <laughs> Dramatic pause for water. You want to have the one the guy who's hiring you has. I mean, that's really what matters. Like, that they, if, if they want to jump you into the club, they want to make sure that you're in the same club they are. I have um, heard good things about the OSCP. I have never sat for it myself. Um, I know people who've bounced off it. I know um, the, that those guys at US Signal, their boss was an OSCP, and he got scooped up and is now I don't remember where he wound up. But yeah, part of it was that. Uh, I wanted really just to point out the price tag, though, at what these companies are charging you. Uh, you will see this in front of um, like conferences, too, this super elite conference training that you can get your hands on. We had the, uh, Kevin Johnson, the Secure Ideas guy, come up to that WEMCAT event and do like pr professional development kind of continuing ed stuff for us. So. Um, red team, offensive security type stuff. One of the folks in West Michigan, kind of the, the pen tester people call when they're trying to do their PCI compliance, are these guys, VDA Lab, run by a guy named Dr. Jared DeMott out of, he got his PhD at State, Michigan State. Um, and that's what they do. Right now, their, their big thing, they're like, um, the trainings they're providing is writing harnesses for fuzzers for exploiting binaries. So it sounds like the kind of stuff you might be interested in. And if you remember that guy way back who doesn't know how to handle SSL certificates, that's actually where he's at these days. He's doing um, like work-a-day pen testing. He, uh, he actually sent me a, a note on the slacks about uh, he used some of my, uh, in addition to liking to throw that, that use the certification that the guy who's interviewing you had, he also got to use my Marlboro Country analysis. Do you guys know where Marlboro Country is? If you were doing a physical pen test, where do you think Marlboro Country would be? Does anybody remember when cigarettes could advertise and they had cigarette commercials that said, this is Marlboro Country? Mm -mm. Me. All right, thank you. It was a thing. There would be these manly guys on horses, cigarette in their mouth. No, but uh, Marlboro Country these days, uh, how might you get into a building if you didn't have access to a building? Mr. Robot? Yeah, you got to carry a ladder, and they'll just open the door for you. It's an interesting idea. One of the things that people like to pull at the, that Purple Team event is the, the cleaning guy will often show up, you know, and he's got to empty out the trash can, and he's got, like, this number going on. He's like, yeah, sir, can I uh, just get that trash behind you real quick? Oh, and if you can log into your computer for me, that'd be great. That's a good one. But Marlboro Country is the uh, place where all the smokers go. So if you don't have a ladder handy, or if you don't have a suit and a clipboard, which is once you get to a certain point in your, your, your aging, that works pretty good too. Um, 
just follow in the smokers. Nobody's going to ask you to, hey, 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 let's see your badge. The other thing that we're doing up there that's kind of interesting is uh, we have these guys named, well, we have the um, automotive, and did you guys have GE in here pitching you guys on jobs not too long ago? Did I read that right? Grim does a bunch of stuff. They're actually out of um, the, the East Coast, but um, in the DOD circle. But they also do a lot of the auto security work for people like Ford and GM and those guys. And GE's aviation team. I had a scary thing happen. Do you guys know uh, Chris Roberts? The, the bekilted one? This, I don't know, I would guess... This is probably five years old now. He was on an airplane, and he had been doing pen testing for the aviation industry. And he made a tweet about some of the commands you can issue to the flight control system. And one of the vulnerabilities they had found is that you could jump from the supposedly air-gapped entertainment system, where you watch your Netflix and stuff, to the stuff that makes the airplane go up and down, which was kind of scary. And pro tip, if you are considering kind of red team thing to do with your life, if you tweet that sort of thing on an airplane, when you get off the airplane, the FBI will be there to have a conversation with you, which uh, was a thing that happened. And so like some of my students come from those GE avionics um, places, you know, they've, they've got a degree, they're doing engineering, but they want to know something about networking. Guy shows up in my, my networking class and I'm like, Chris never like officially confirmed that those vulnerabilities were a legitimate thing. But my student goes, uh, yeah, they sent me here to learn about networking. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Hey, this guy Chris told me this thing one time. You can't like get to the, the, the aviation airplane part of the network from the entertainment system, can you? You're like, no, 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 not anymore. I was like, oh, sweet. I was flying on airplanes for years and years and years. Not the only person I've heard that from. Yeah. Ew. It's one thing to do it on the ground. I hope Chris didn't do it in the air. He doesn't, if you see him at a conference, you, he'll, he's hard to miss. He's hard to miss, but that's what our friends Grimm do. So you can find training opportunities like that. Uh, questionable if you want to pay for that out of pocket. They're great if your boss is paying, or if the US government is paying, if you're working for a three-letter agency. These guys too, I think uh, VDA is doing, they're, they're a big partner with Microsoft right now, so they're doing that harnessing fuzzer thing. And they're selling their Microsoft fuzz your binaries in the cloud product to do that. So that's the lab that's by us. But there are going to be labs like this wherever it is you mind up. And finally, speaking of training, do any of you, have you guys found mentors yet? You have people that you think you can rely on? The Sands Institute, um, they're, they're kind of what got me into security way, well, a while ago. But they're um, a training provider, and again, kind of want to make sure your boss is paying for that sort of training, but to, to get you skilled up. And they go all the way from, um, I'm going to do one of their like intro to security classes on one end of the spectrum, and they do binary analysis and, and all that good stuff on the other end of the spectrum. So another professional institute. Anybody been to Hacker Summer Camp? Anybody want to go to Hacker Summer Camp? What is Hacker Summer Camp? It's down at the bottom of my slide. <laughs> Nobody, Black Hat, DEF CON, B-Sides, Las Vegas, all those kind of things. There's another, um, there's a, a conference. I've got the slide at the end up in West Michigan, but all of these things I'm talking about, those kind of 
events. It used to be better in the olden days before all the kids found out, but but those kind of events give you the opportunity, really, like usually the presentations are recorded on YouTube. I don't know why you show up unless you're looking for a grade. But so like the real action happens at, uh, I call it hallway con, some people call it lobby con, where you just get out there and you like meet people, talk to the vendors, talk to people who can do this networking thing for you, who can get you hooked up with that next whatever, with whatever your next is. In fact, I understand you guys have one here. Did you guys, any who made it to the last one? What was that? Like, I was sort of here. <laughs> What's that? You're, okay, okay. But yeah, they bring in some pretty heavy hitters. Right here on campus, you lucky duckies. Right to you. And this is the one that we're a little less serious up in Grand Rapids. But uh, our local security conference is up there. And I can tell you from experience just today, you're only looking at like a four-hour drive. It is not that big of a trip. Uh, anybody know, ever heard of a guy named Moxie Marlin Spike? Do you? Yeah. Have you, do you know what a Marlin Spike is? That one? No, I mean, I think I've heard of it, but I can know. Like, right. But so you personally oh, know? Moxie, yeah. And do you know where he presented when he presented, uh, when he first found a little bug in SSL, TLS? One? No. <laughs> the, the, the one where he presented at Hacker Summer Camp, he was also there. So for, I don't know, a couple of bucks, you get to listen to the guy who invented Signal talking about you know, how he broke the cryptos. Yeah. So um, I want to leave time for questions. I did not find a, a lame questions <laughs> clip art. Did you guys have any questions? Did I waste an hour of your time or did you think you found this helpful? Cool, that, like I said, those, those slides are up there. If you're looking for any of those organizations, if you wanna get your foot in, start meeting people who are already in the industry um, if you're not gonna go work at Intel, which they might want more than a bachelor's degree, but they might not. My understanding is the NSA really doesn't care what kind of letters you have behind your name as long as you're willing to do the work and are in the unique position that you can do the work. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, folks, for letting me chew up an hour of your time. If you want to reach out, you know where to find me. I'm on Big Kid Facebook. And uh, if you can, come up. I'm going to try and bring a class load of students down for the, for the serious event. But if you can make it up at the end of next week, it should be a good time. There's probably free beer at that conference because <laughs> it's Grand Rapids. All right, guys. Thank you much.